And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smoke and Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokeandTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by the beautiful Smoke and Nicole. And Jonathan Carney is sitting absent this week, but he's here in spirit as always. Tonight we have a very special guest with us. We have the beautiful hostess with the mostess, Cynthia <laughs> Gonzalez. She's a woman of many hats, and we're going to let her kind of get into all the different things that she does. Uh, but Cynthia, welcome to the show. It is such an honor to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invite. And like I had written before, um, uh, besides thanking you for the invite, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share my passion with the cigar community and with your followers. Um, I've been admiring you guys from the far. Oh, well, <laughs> so, thank you for, for, you know, following us yeah. as well. It's, you know, we're... Having a lot of fun over here, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, I reached out to you because I, I just, I, I noticed that you do a lot of different things, and we've talked a little bit. I know that you, uh, you're in the cigar industry. You, um, I know that you, you do a lot of uh, drinks and cocktails. You do a lot with rum and stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting. You had talked about making a cocktail and stuff like that. Um, I've, I've just, I've seen you all over the place. A woman having a great time. Um, another sister of the leaf, yes. fellow sister of the leaf, to N smoke and Nicole. We always need yeah. more. Uh, <laughs> and I and I and I promised Nicole that we would do we would have more sisters of the leaf on the show. So I thought you'd be a great fit. I thought you'd be a lot of fun. So I, I was more than happy to send you the invite. So thank you for coming on with us. Um, now I I don't believe you are smoking tonight um, with us, but. I, I will. Oh, you will. Oh, okay. Well, what are you gonna smoke? I have to. Yes, most definitely. Getting myself ready here. Well, while you do that, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna do a, a quick our quick intro for what we're smoking. I am smoking the Undercrown Maduro. Doing pretty well with it, so you can head over there and check them out and uh, order your cigars from them. That'd be uh, that's our one of our shops of choice, uh, right here in our backyard. Um, so we're really happy to have them on board with us. Cynthia, so what it, what what are you going to smoke tonight? Well, it's a little bit hard because I have great um, cigars here in front of me. Um, I decided to just go ahead and showcase the ones that I'm representing. Okay. Uh, do that shameless plug-in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah. So I am going to start with the uh, Casa de Sueños, Fantasia, which is this one right here. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't think you and I have had that cigar yet. No, no, we haven't. Yeah. So um, they are in California, but these tobaccos, these cigars are made and rolled. They're rolled in uh, Santo Domingo. So actually, like I was saying offline, just coincidentally, by chance, the box just arrived like less than an hour ago. Wow. <laughs> Oh, they made it right <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But um, that's the one that I'm going to start with um, during our show. But I also have Karen Burgers. I announced that I'm also representing Karen Burger, K by Karen Burger, and her line of um, her lead husband, Don Kiki. So this is a sample presentation of her Connecticut uh, Robusto. We had the Maduro, Habano, and the. Don Kiki 
uh, platinum and gold label. It's the ones that we uh, promote a lot, but the line is much more bigger than this. And uh, we had Don Rafa cigars. Uh, the owner is from Puerto Rico. The cigars are rolled in Nicaragua. And this one is featuring their Boss Press Habano. Oh, nice. But they have the Maduro and they have a newly launched uh, Churchill. I like the box. I said, I said I like the box on that one, the, the background uh, on the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nicole's always looking out for the uh, the really nicer uh, packagings, too. So that, that means it's, yeah. it, it's, it's high on her list. It then. has to look good in the humidor, <laughs> too. <laughs> it's all about presentation. I mean, I, I to, a, to an extent, I guess. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, you you I so from what I understand, so you like you said, you with uh, Karen Berger. Um, I know you, you have some of your own stuff you have going on. So. Uh, where, where shall we begin, Nicole? Where shall we begin? Because I know, like we said, Cynthia is the hostess with the mostest. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about with her. Um, wh why don't we start off? We'll start off easy. So how long how long have you been smoking cigars, and, and how did you get into that? I've been smoking cigars since I was 21 years old. Um, and But I fell in love with the smell of the tobacco, when I was eight years old, around that age. Wow. So my um, my dad had a boss, he was Cuban, and he smoked a pipe, and occasionally smoked a tobacco, you know, cigar, but usually he smoked pipe. And nobody at home smoked anything. So that was like, be exposed to that was shocking, but at the same time, I, I fell in love with the smell. It's something that caught my attention. It intrigued me uh, so much that when I turned 21 years old, I said, oh, I know what I want for my birthday. I'm of age, I don't have to ask anyone. I'm going straight to the tobacco shop. So there was one at the time at the lobby at the Hotel San Juan in Isla Verde here in Puerto Rico. So I just walked in. I remember it was a Davidoff. I don't remember what it was, what I smoked at that time. <laughs> and for all these years, I didn't even truly pay attention to what, I, what was it that I was smoking. Um, I didn't take the, the time to teach myself or learn what was it about. Um, it was just in, the enjoyment of smoking a cigar. And that was it for the most part of all these years. So they, I kept it separate. It was something that was separate from what I was learning into the spirits. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, how it came together. But that's how old I was when I actually legally started smoking a cigar at 21 years old. Yeah, that's such an excellent story, and it's 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 one of those stories of like the romance of the cigars, and I love those stories too. I mean, I remember I started around 21 as well. Uh, when I first started smoking, actually, I was a little bit older, um, maybe like 22 or so, uh, when I really first tried it and got into it. But it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I I always liked the smell of it. Um, I never really smoked. I, ca I came from a non-smoking household, so it wasn't something that was really promoted in my house or, that, you know, no one was really, you know, for it either. But... Uh, I, you know, I, I got into it socially with friends and I, I really liked it. And then I just became so enamored with it that I, I had to know more, know more and try more and stuff like that. And, you know, when I met Nicole, you know, 
you know, and, and like the first you know, time we talked, I told her like, how, you know, how involved I was in the cigar uh, community. And she was like, I have to try it. And I was like, all right. And I figured she was just trying to be polite. But like I, the first time we, we got together, I, I had a cigar and I, I let her try it. And she liked it. And now she, she has her own cabinet full of cigars. And so she, that's how it works. She, it, <laughs> she, she got, she got pulled into it just as easily. So, uh, but no, that, that's awesome. And you know, it's, it's always nice to hit, not only add more people to the community, but like we were saying before, it's really nice to have another sister of the leaf in the community too. And so, um, and, and there's more and more of those, you know, as we've, t- we've talked about before, there's so many more women getting involved in cigars and it's, it's a really good thing. Um, it really, it's diversifying the group and it's just making it so much bigger and more fun. Um, so let's start with Karen Berger then. How long have you been okay. representing, uh, how long have you been representing Karen Berger for? No, I just started in April, the okay. first of April. Yeah. So um, me representing uh, cigar brands, it just recently started. Um, and Mujeres y Humos, my platform of Mujeres y Humos started in August 10th of 2020. Okay. So yeah, my journey venture of the cigar world started, it hasn't been a year. And I'm already representing uh, brand, you know, branded cigars. So it's something that has been evolving um, organically. And wasn't something that I planned out from the beginning saying, oh, I'm gonna open an account and on Instagram, and this is what I wanna accomplish. No, uh, it was very, very simple, the reasons why I opened an account on Instagram. And it was just so I didn't have to uh, put you know, like my page on Hostess with the Moses is all about spirits and cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to uh, impose on my followers about tobacco, smoking cigars, if 11,000 of the followers, approximately maybe 10% of them smoke cigars, right? Right. So um, I decided to open a separate account so I can you know, post about cigars and pairing with cocktails and things like that, like have something separate. So from there, it's where we are today. Um, I didn't have a logo at the time or nothing. Um, That came later, uh, a couple months later, um, the owner at the Casa de Monte Cristo and the crew over there, they were like, Cynthia, you need to, you should really, you know, look into this seriously, organize yourself. Uh, create a logo, do something. We need something like this. I'm like, okay. Yes, we can do events. Let's do this. I'm like, okay. So I put my hat on, started, you know, thinking about it seriously. And then I started with the logo and the design. And I was doing at the time my interviews, uh, my po- podcast interviews with Savvy.co, hostess with the Moses. And I created a special segment of special editions uh, called Mujeres Entre Humos at that time, which is now Mujeres y Humos, interviewing Sisters of the Leaf. Mm-hmm. So, um, and doing the same setup, uh, choosing, uh, choosing already beforehand a cigar that we were gonna share and talk about, the cocktail that we're gonna uh, pair with, we will do the cocktail live, like we're gonna do shortly. Yep. And it, it, it was, I do miss doing those podcasts. I still 
could do them. It's just I don't have enough time. Uh, you know already how much time it takes to set everything up just on interviews alone, prepping, and so forth. So adding that already or continuing to do that with what I'm already doing the traveling, it's a little bit, it's getting a little bit more complicated. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's how it actually started uh, with the cigar brands. Karen Burger is the first one. Uh, then the Rafa, uh, Don Rafa Cigars, and now Casa de Sueños. So, uh, and the reason why I ventured into have, representing some boutique cigars on my platform is because my platform is about cigar cocktail pairing events. So sometimes they will ask me, hey, what will you recommend? Like, wait a minute, you know, I should then have on my platform cigars that I enjoy, that I believe in, that I would like to help, you know, bring forward. So why don't I have them on my line already, something to offer, right? So make things easier. Um, a lot of times these events are made are done by recommendation. They they want your input. They want you to do everything. So if I'm already having a few cocktails paired with these cigars, then why not? And so that's how I came about having these lines um, on my portfolio. I think that's uh, your whole um, your approach with cocktails and cigars and pairing them together. I I find very very interesting and, and it's nice to see someone who's actually really going out of their way to do that specifically um mm -hmm. i mean that's one of the things i mean when you when you ask someone you know what pairs well with the cigar you know nine times out of ten they're, they're talking about some kind of cocktail or um just any kind of alcoholic beverage whether you know whether whether it's a cocktail or even it's just you know something that's just straight up like a like a whiskey or a rum or a tequila um so it, and it's nice it's nice to see you doing what you do it's very refreshing um, what would you say in your personal taste, and I know this could vary from cigar to cigar, but on average, what is your favorite thing that you like to, in terms of, you know, drink-wise or a cocktail, what is it your, what is your favorite thing to pair with a cigar um, yes. mo most of the time? Um, yes, um, most of the times when I go out, I usually ask for a old-fashioned, a mm -hmm. rum old-fashioned, but... The Romo fashion will have chocolate bitters and it will have um, shaved cocoa. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds um, really good. Yeah. So it's it's a beautiful presentation. Um, I mean, I it's one of my favorite uh, cocktails to have when I'm at the cigar lounge enjoying my cigars. Um, that's one, definitely. And then the second will be a Martinez. Really nice. a, yeah, and actually, the bartender at Casa de Monte Cristo, he does his own riff on a Martinez that he has modified so we can enjoy it with our cigars. So it's one of his own take on on the cocktail. And how long have you been? How long have you been uh, doing cocktails for? Like on your own, you know, creating stuff and making stuff and. And just mm -hmm. e even even just at your own leisure before you were doing events and so how long how long were you like really into that for? Ah, uh, since I would say 2014, 15, 2014, 15. 
Um, something simple as doing uh, frozen mangoritas at home. Mm. That was something that I, I learned and perfected it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's refreshing. It's delicious. You get those frozen mango chunks and it, the rest that you can add besides tequila and these uh, sour, right? But right. you can do so many things, variations with it to adjust it to your liking. And it's, it's a crowd pleaser. So that's one that I was always doing and stuff. But it wasn't until 2017 that I attended a, uh, the world uh, class competition here in Puerto Rico. They were promoting it a lot at different bars on, on Facebook and such. I was like, what is that? What's that all about? I didn't know. So I just went to one and I fell in love. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is art. Uh, <laughs> that, everything that they were doing and there were bartenders from different parts of the world attending these competitions and it, it just captured me completely. And I started following the whole uh, industry and going to the, uh, um, I was going to say cigar, uh, the cocktail bars and just take pictures with my cell phone, you know, for record keeping and stuff like that. Um, and then when I moved to Dallas, Texas, uh, at the end of 2017, I already have been doing it for almost right almost a year and i would do a list of the bars that i wanted to visit every single day so i worked in downtown dallas i get off from work at 4 30 and i will go to one or two especially during their happy hours <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> and take pictures and try and engage with a bartender and things like that and little by little that's how I got into the industry in Dallas, Texas. Um, and it just took from there. I mean, from there doing TV segments at Telemundo for the Dallas uh, channel, uh, hosting Texas Live and um, right in, in Dallas as well, uh, hosting El Cinco de Mayo and being interviewed and such and being invited most importantly to events, right? Getting the opportunity to try the new spirit that is uh, launched in the industry and you get to be the first ones to try it. Uh, attend the classes by Diageo or Pinar Ricard. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the class are bartenders. Mm -hmm. I was the only cocktail blogger taking notes at 10 a.m. and tasting spirits uh, for three hours. But those are the things that um, are important. The way that I saw it was I need to know the same that the bartender knows or more. Because there's no way I can sit down, write a content, post a picture if I don't know what entail to do that cocktail. So I went further ahead during the shutdown. Uh, what are you to do with your time? There's no event. Everything is closed. I'm like, what type of content am I going to be creating here? So I do have, I did have, and I still have, I had a bigger bar uh, back in Dallas than what I have right here behind me. 
And I was like, you know what? Let me start making some cocktails at home. Let me let me explore things that I heard and I like, but I don't know how they make them. So I taught myself, well, I don't, I don't, I want to know what is a uh, an oleo shrub. I want to know what is a reduction of a simple syrup. I want to learn what is to do a clarification or fat washing. So every day I will make a list what the cocktail was going to be, the technique. I will teach myself, follow the instruction, do it one and two and three times until it came out right. And then I will do the photo shoot with the bottle, the whole thing, and start posting. At 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I will start posting on Facebook. 5 o'clock cocktail time. Here's the cocktail today. <laughs> <laughs> But that gave me something to do on a daily basis. I was looking forward to that. But through that, I learned more about my palate as well. What is it that I like? Oh, wow, I didn't know that you could do it this way. Let me try with this spirit. So it's all about uh, taking, uh, being proactive. It's not only about being passionate about what you love doing. It's also take the time to learn to educate yourself. And if you do it yourself, then more power to you. That exactly um, helped me to understand even more about the cigars. So it's like cooking. When you're in the kitchen, you know what oregano or or, uh, rosemary or basil smells like and will taste like. So when you're thinking about putting together a dish, you already have an idea what is it that you want to put together? What will make sense without having to be tasting all the time? Because it's in your memory. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. thing with spirits. You know which vodka, if it's grain or what have you, if it's mezcal, if the mezcal is tobala or tepestate, or the spirit, if it's whiskey, if it's malt, if it's scotch whiskey, whatever the case might be. If you already have taught your palate which spirits and how they they behave right then when you're smoking a cigar for the first time and you're getting all these nuances and all this texture and your smoke and the smell and and everything the aroma you go like oh wait a minute i know what will pair perfectly with this oh let me try with this other spirit and that how i start creating these cocktails signature cocktails to be paired straight directly with that specific cigar because of that that's how I can explain it to you so you can understand my my method, how how I process that in in my brain, sort of speak. Yeah, no, it, it totally uh, made a lot of sense. I mean, that's a very nice in-depth explanation. Um, but if the, the one thing I gathered out of that was, I mean, any party where Cynthia's making the drinks, that's where you have to be. That's the party <laughs> you have to be at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, I, it, it doesn't sound like you'll be disappointed with any drink that she makes you. Um, you know, I've been, I've been disappointed at events sometimes and bartenders, you ask them for not even really like uncommon or really complicated drinks, but you'll ask them for something. Maybe that's not on the usual, but it's not too far out there. And they're like, Oh, I don't know what that is. And I find that when you have to tell the bartender what to make, it's kind of like in my experience, a lot of times I go into it like, Hmm, I don't know. It sounds like they don't make this. They don't normally make it. Are they going to have all the right ingredients? It's going to come out like it normally should. 
but it sounds like Cynthia really takes the time to it sounds experiment. Like she, you have it down to a T, Cynthia. And, yeah. you know, any event where you're pairing a cigar, I would trust you to pair a cigar to a drink as well. Um, you know, a lot of places, you know, we get into a cycle. I get into a cycle of going to my local lounge. I, you know, I grab a cigar. I know I like, I sometimes try new things, but I'd be more willing if you said, oh, here's your favorite drink or here's a drink I know you're going to like. Try this new cigar with it and see what you think to go with yeah. the pairing. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, in my experience, you know, there's some, uh, I, I, I'm, what I drink, I usually drink mostly whiskeys and I drink a lot of tequilas. Uh, tequila is, is more newer for me, but it's something I've been heavily getting into. So I, I know it, with whiskeys, I'm really good with, I know, you know, I pr we predominantly drink a lot of bourbons, sometimes scotch, and then like very rarely like other kinds of whiskeys like Japanese or something like that. But for the most part, it's, it's bourbon. So I know, depending on which bottle I, I really want to drink, what cigar I'm probably going to smoke with that particular bourbon. And I'm, I'm starting to kind of get that with tequila now because I'm, I'm starting to discover different tequilas. And you know, whether it's Reposados or Ñejos, Blancos, whatever mm -hmm. it is, um, there's certain cigars that I have found that I like better with certain tequilas and, you know, whatever. Um, and it, but it sounds like with you, it, you're almost taking it to the next level. It's you're, you're finding specific cocktails that go with cigars and you're <laughs> kind of covering all of the spirits now. I mean, you mentioned vodka. I mean, that's, that's not one that I, I drink myself a lot. I don't think Nicole really I drinks a lot of vodka. It's the one thing I want, uh, vodka and gin. Yeah. I mean, like not <laughs> that they're bad. <laughs> no. It's just that that's not something yeah. we drink. And I don't, I don't know many people who do drink them with cigars. However, I would say, I guess, you know, with the right, cocktail or the right you know particular spirit with the right cigar any yeah. any pairing is possible um which is really you know really important to know um how about how many would you say so far roughly it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like dead on this is just a t total random fire question about how many different recipes do you think that you have <laughs> either learned or come up with that you you have in in, in your in your repertoire or your your book of cocktails and drinks that you make. Oh, um, <laughs> ballpark. Ballpark. Uh, well, I like questions I like these. Yeah. They make people think. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to estimate, I would say in the forties. Okay. I mean, that's 40s. still that's still a lot. I that mean, is a lot. I mean, I I've I've always. No, I I don't do it every day, but I've I've had a pretty good success with making drinks myself. Um, my biggest thing is always, you know, looking it up, how it's traditionally made and always trying to use fresh ingredients. I, I'm not a big fan of using any of the pre-made, like when, when it comes to like a margarita or those kinds of drinks, I don't like to just like buy the, the, the mixes and then just pour the liquor into it and be done. I always try if I can to use, you know, fresh ingredients and stuff like that. And that's how I've always, you know, really enjoyed uh, now, we did get a question in the audience who said, Cynthia, do you have a recipe book? And oh, that comes from th Larry Frank. That's a great question. <laughs> a recipe book? Yes. Do you have yes. one? You do. Uh-huh. So, actually, that's interesting that that question came up because um, I've already been approached, been asked, hey, do you have – actually, I do have a website um, where I'm going to be posting some recipes up. But to have an actual 
you know, like a referral, like a book specifically to enjoy with cigars. Yes, I've been approached about that. And so that's something that I will have to really think seriously about putting together. Um, so I don't have one right now, but be on the lookout. Okay. That could be. I'd be interested in that. That could be no. made, definitely. I mean, uh, if, if you're going to be going to a website every time that you need a recipe, I mean, sometimes searching and stuff. Uh, that's fine, but it's also good to also, uh, have a book or referral. I mean, I have books up here. I don't know if you can see them. Yep. Right here. All those are cocktail books. Wow. Um, aperitifs. Uh, I have Death and Company book there. I have one that has a thousand one cocktail recipes, tiki cocktail books, and you name it. Um, then plus the, the classes that I've attended that I make notes of and, and I keep them as refer, you know, as reference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it... just so you can have something really easy, really easy is a Godfather. So you've heard the Godfather, which is usually made with uh, whiskey, with yep. scotch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Amaretto, di Sarano. Right. So I switched it out with rum. Oh. That's so an interesting part, take. Yeah, but we're rum. No. It's almost similar, or the experience is something similar to an old-fashioned. So one of the things I have picked up on with you is that you, you obviously you favor rum pretty, pretty well. Uh, is there any particular style of rum that you, you prefer the most, whether it's, you know, a, a white rum a spiced rum, a dark rum. Is there any rum in particular that you, you usually enjoy or are they all kind of just, they all kind of depend for you? Yeah, it depends on the cocktail, but uh, for the most part, I found myself gravitating towards añejos, like uh, more aged. Um, if I want to do a daiquiri, I will go, I can, you know, usually you do a white rum, but you don't have to, right? So I can do something like with a gold rum or an añejo. I actually did a cocktail to be paired with Don Rafa cigars, which is a uh, the Connecticut Churchill that just came out on the Latino Aficionado magazine feature. So I did a riff on a daiquiri. So what I did is, your daiquiri is basically lime juice, the rum, and the simple syrup. That's your three ingredients for a daiquiri. So I did, I used the Brugal 1888 as the base spirit, and the simple syrup was a honey, citron, ginger, green tea syrup. Um, so white ginger, it was on, like I did it as a syrup, so you get the flavor of the ginger, but not the kick, the spiciness of it. Okay, so that's and I added uh, white uh, egg whites to give it some texture mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. presentation, and that was the cocktail that I paired with that Connecticut Churchill. It's funny. I I thought I heard you mention green tea. Uh, a moment ago and it's interesting there's one thing that I had recently or not really recently but before the pandemic 
um, started, and I was I was going out more and you know going to to bars and, su and such. Um, there was one thing that I I came across that I had never heard of before. I never had it before, and I'm curious to know what you know about it, or if, if I assume you have, and that's the gr the green tea shots um, at bars. And from what I understand, it's it's mostly like Jameson and green tea. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? No, but it sounds horrible. It, it, it's something <laughs> that like someone told me like, oh, you've never heard of that. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've had those. And um, it wasn't yeah. really it wasn't really my cup of tea, but it seemed yeah. that with a lot of the younger people, it was all the rave. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the green tea makes them feel better about drinking. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the healthier yeah. alternative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Cynthia you had mentioned that um, you were going to to make a cocktail with us tonight but before we do I wanted to hit our we have a news segment and a sports segment to do we're going to start with our news segment first um, which is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars Nicole smoking the McAuliffe with us um, become an ambassador today with McAuliffe Cigars head over to McAuliffeCigars.com were you, were you we, I don't know what happened on that screen but was, was I muted yep how long was I muted for I had a whole flow going. I know. How long was I muted for? I don't know. Probably the oh, no. the screen switch. Cynthia, how much of that did you hear? If you don't <laughs> <mind> asking. <laughs> I, I heard everything. Oh, okay, good. So maybe I uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe that yeah, was something else. Yeah. Um. So anyway, like I was saying, I thought of Habanos being like, oh, we could use this technology to authenticate like the Cohibas and a lot of the other Cuban cigars that are world renowned and very popular that people often get as counterfeit. Um, because there's such a huge, you know, collection of counterfeit Cuban cigars out there. Um, but interestingly enough, someone like Placencia, who is a, you know, a very, a good brand, um, you know, is using this technology. And I just found it to be very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how that spreads in the market, how it works for them. I think this will be a good way to kind of gauge its future with you know its success and i think if it goes well with them i think you'll see more and more brands really jumping on this because not only as i said it'd be good to authenticate a cigar you know especially some of these higher end cigars cuban cigars opus x stuff like that that you know you might you know worry about being counterfeit or not uh but also it, it, you can get some interesting information it's very interactive and it's just kind of a another way that the cigar industry is i would say going a little bit more digital a little bit more interactive um, electronic, so to speak. So I, I'm really excited about this news and I'm sure there's people out there who, you know, have so many things to say. If you, if you want to read more about it, I'm not going to get into the whole article, uh, but you can head over to smokingtobacco.com and you can read that article. We should have it, we have it posted everywhere on all of our pages. Um, and you can read all about that, all the information surrounding that technology. So that's what we have for news this week. Um, I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. I was going to talk a little bit about TPE. We didn't go to TPE, obviously. Uh, we made the decision not to go, and uh, you know we, we we chose to travel other places instead. But we will be at the PCA trade show in July in Las Vegas, so we we will be there. And after that show, we will we'll do a whole you know show synopsis of everything that we saw and encountered there. Um, and maybe we'll touch on some TPE stuff later next week. Uh, but for now, that's 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 all I'm gonna um, say about that. And. Uh, we're going to do our sports segment a little bit later, I think. But okay. I want to, because I want to go back to Cynthia, because I'm just so intrigued with all of the things that she has to say. Um, so, Cynthia, you, as I said before, you, you said you were going to prepare a cocktail for us. Now, I was curious as to what cocktail you were going to make. Well, I'm going to do the espresso martini. Ooh. 
I think I've had but one of those before. It's not going to be made with vodka. It's going to be made with mezcal. Really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> so I actually don't know much about mezcal. I, I, I mean, I, I, know, I know a little bit about it. I know what it is. Uh, it's not something I've really dabbled with yet. Uh, I've been m more on the tequila side. Um, interesting question to ask you uh, that maybe you can share with our viewers and anyone listening who maybe doesn't know. I think that a lot of times people get tequila and mezcal confused. What is the primary difference between the two? Yeah. So uh, tequila is mainly uh, from one species of agave, which is known as the blue agave, right? So that's mainly uh, where they do the tequila from. But then everything else under the spectrum of mezcal, there is, I mean, I think there's like over almost a little bit over 200 species uh, of agave for mezcal. So just so you can have a, an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, just to pull these out as an example. Uh, you have tobala. It's one species of that is used for mezcal. You have tepestate. The one that is most commonly used is espadín. Espadín is one species of agave and is one that is mostly widely used on mezcal, but you have so many others. I mean, it, the, the variety is it's big. The spectrum is big. And yes, each uh, agave has its own uh, uh, profile. Um, but the way that it's processed is you, you, they cook the piña, right? The cactus, the, yep. the piña itself, cook it. And with a tajona and they you know so uh, some are distilled in copper distilled or in clay distilled and so forth right uh, so distillation and the process comes into the play as well so when you're thinking about using a mezcal you have to go back to the basics you have to taste the spirit first you have to get acquainted with the spirit because maybe a certain agave will not set well or we be it will not pair well to do with coffee let's put it that way so espadine is mostly used for a lot of the mezcal uh, cocktails because it's so versatile um so that's one that i'm using on this cocktail for the espresso martini now you can use tequila as well okay um, and actually, uh, one thing that I've, I've noticed when you use tequila instead of mezcal, when you use tequila and it comes together with the, um, with the coffee itself, it brings some smokiness to the cocktail. So, um, and it's very interesting that, that chemical uh how, how they put they come together it brings that smokiness to it um but the mezcal gives a different level of profile of course you're gonna have a little bit of the hint of the smokiness on the cocktail but it's just totally different i mean um i don't know how else to be able to describe it yeah but let's go ahead and do that um i'm gonna do there's different um recipes 
Um, but I'm gonna do like equal parts, one ounce each. So I'm gonna have one ounce of mezcal, one ounce of fresh espresso, which I have right here, and um, the coffee liqueur, and I'm gonna be using the XO Cafe Patron Ooh. for this cocktail. And let me get the espadín. Now, would you pair that cocktail with what you're smoking now? I'm sorry? Uh, would you pair that cocktail with what you're smoking now? Oh, yes. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, it has coffee, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, for the most part, we love to enjoy our cigars with coffee. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's going to be a winner. Definitely. But I chose to do it with a mezcal because it's going to give for uh, a, uh, a different experience, a smokiness and, and a little bit of that spiciness coming through. And this uh, Fantasia Casa de Sueños is going to have, it's going to bring forward all those flavors together. It's really nice. So um, we're going to do, like I said, one ounce everything here one ounce of the mezcal one ounce of the coffee liqueur and I'm using the Patron because it's tequila based <laughs> I haven't had that in so long I should drink make a drink with it soon maybe we'll have to make that drink and then the one ounce of fresh espresso. We have our ice right here. Um, so someone asked as well, so Will asked, would the mezcal be sweeter? I'm sorry, I can't hear you too well. Sorry, sorry, I said the, um, would the mezcal be sweeter? The, if I'm using the, well, the mezcal? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm using a espadín. Okay. Espadín, yeah, a mezcal. It could be any brand, yep. um, espadín. Ooh, that looks good. So here it is. Beautiful. I don't have the coffee bean for the garnish, but. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> looks beautiful. So cheers. Cheers. I'm going to cheers you with my wine. Oh. oh yeah beautiful 
Mm. So, aside from being the hostess with the mostess, uh, you also are a contributor writer for um, a magazine, correct? Latino Aficionado Magazine, yes. Now, how long have you been doing that? Uh, since December. Since December. So I was approached late October um, if I was interested in becoming a contributor writer for the magazine, and I definitely said yes. Um, and my first um, my first feature was on the December issue. Hmm. And uh, I featured the Xeno, the Xeno Platinum. Yeah, on that magazine with a riff on a uh, holiday eggnog that we call Puerto Rico Coquito. Ooh. Yes. So I did a riff on that, and that's what I paired it with and did the, the photo shoot and everything and wrote about that. Um, but one of the reasons why I, I accepted the uh, the opportunity first because I'm I was in a way already doing it right mm -hmm. uh, creating you know writing content on on my on my Instagram account and that's one of the reasons why they approached me yeah uh, so I could have a segment about you know pairing with cigars and cocktails and such but also I did it because they gave me free reign to uh, choose whichever cigar I want I mean I'm the one who decides the brand that I'm going to be featuring that month, I have free creativity, let's put it that way. So I saw it as an opportunity, being that it's the Latino Aficionado magazine, it's in Spanish, um, give or uh, have a platform for boutique cigars, especially that are owned by Latinos, uh, because great, we, we have great, excellent cigars. We have the Placencia, we have Oliva and Davidoff and so forth, right? But they have been written so much about. Mm -hmm. uh, we are very, very familiarized with what they have to offer and what we should expect from them. But then there's so many others that are making great, great cigars. They're very passionate for what they're doing. They have a story to share, to tell. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this because that will give me the opportunity not only to also, you know, be out there and try them, but bring them aboard and have others to have the opportunity to see that there's something else out there that is worthy of trying and, and exploring. I love that. Um, you know, how do you feel... You know, you're writing for this magazine. Um, do you write about other, um, you know, other topics, or is it just the cigar pairing with drinks? I, I, I can't. I don't know why, but I cannot hear your um, your volume. Too. I'm gonna bring it up, up here a little bit. That's okay. I was just wondering if you write just solely about cigars um, and drink pairings for the magazine. If I am so sorry, I don't know why, but I just no, cannot that's hear okay. you now. Hold on, just a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna try switching headsets. Is this better? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Um, 
So I was just asking, um, do you solely write about um, cigars and the drink pairings for the magazine, or do you write about other topics? No, it's it's focused on that. I I um, I have I decide the angle in which I'm gonna present it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just not okay. So this month I'm gonna be talking about okay this cigar and there's the cocktail and that's it. No, done. No, mm-hmm. I I I give an angle. So uh, because I already spoke to the owner, I heard their story their background, why they did it, what brought them together to do this line, and so forth. So I bring some of that story into the mix so you can get an idea who they are. Without having to go into too much detail, but just give you a feeling for what is it and the reason why I, I'm presenting it, presenting it to you. So, um, like when I did the most recent one right now for the month, main for Don Rafa cigars I brought it from an angle of it takes a village it takes a village to actually bring a brand together it's not only the owner or the, the, the blender the master blender which is a key ingredient right but it's also those hands that are putting these cigars together without them you will not have a cigar you can come up with thousands of ideas to blend and give the experience, but if you don't have capable hands to put these together, then you don't have a product. So, and then you have other people that are are good in creating and marketing and and, uh, selling uh, the cigars. That's the other thing. You you know, have to have someone that's charismatic, that is out there, that is good with the public, that will attract your attention, which the attention is very small, the window is very small, the opportunity. So you need to know exactly what to say, how to say it, to grab your attention, get that stick on your hand, and get you to smoke it. Absolutely. So not everybody can do that. I mean, either you have it or you don't. So for a brand to be able to at least get into these shells and get into the mainstream, you have to have all this, all these people, all these group of people behind you, next to you, to make this happen. Alone, you cannot do it. Absolutely, there are so many hands that go behind it, um, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have them <laughs> if it wasn't for all these hands. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say that your favorite article has been that you've written so far? Oh wow, I would say. <laughs> I would say the one for the month of March because it was the month of international, it was the women's month. And then May 8th, um, May, uh, March 8th was the International Women's International Day, which was the day that I, I chose to launch officially Mujeres y Humos. And I did the event at Casa de Monte Cristo in Old San Juan. Um, and that was my favorite uh, feature. I featured Karen Berger mm-hmm. uh, was the cigar that I featured. That's the one that I did with a white suit and the hat and the beautiful uh, photo. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, exactly. And there was a reason behind all that. I mean, the white uh, suit uh, giving you that that feel that the male side of it, but also the feminine side of having it 
a big open and then the hat. It was just giving that message about the fine line that we women are walking within this industry. So we had to balance, we had to be ladylike and woman and sophisticated and, and beautiful and all those elements, right? To catch the attention, but at the same time, you had to come forth and show how much you, you know, your knowledge to take you seriously, um, what's behind all that. So um, I had this idea of the concept of the pictures that I wanted. And these pictures, I produced them, that was back in January. It was December to January, and I already had them. For the, for the issue of February, which is uh, San Valentine's month, right? Mm -hmm. That's the one that I chose, the Placencia Robusto, because it came out on, um, as number one, and with a black dress and the red backdrop. And then March was the woman month with Karen Berger and which better of her brand and her name to represent what that meant in the cigar industry then there's so many others granted there are but that she was the one that I had and I already had interviewed her so I felt comfortable uh, sharing the story and putting it out there um, and of course now I'm representing her cigars as well so it's just, it was just a, a very natural transition. It just came hand in hand, one after the other. So that, that would be my, one of my favorite uh, features so far. So uh, I had to step away from it. I had a, we had a technical issue, but I heard, I heard everything that happened while I was gone. I saw the, I saw the cocktail. It was great. Um, that looked amazing. It, it, it looks so delicious. Look at that dark color on there. Mm. It, it really makes me, it really makes me wish I had one right now. Um, what I wanted to ask you though was, uh, so you know, since you've you know you've gotten into all all of these things that you're you're doing, what would you say has been your biggest challenge? Um, it would have been a big challenge and ended up not being so, and I'll explain why. The traveling part. So uh, even though that uh, the pandemic has brought a lot of loss of life, which is very regrettable, uh, it's impacted the whole industry, uh, loss of employment and such. And I mean, it's very, been very, very challenging for all of us, right? Uh, one more than others, but it has in different levels. But on the flip side of it, um, <laughs> It, it was, I took advantage, to be honest, I took the advantage of the situation where the fares were so low that financially it was the great opportunity for me to be able to travel and jump on the plane on a weekend and go to a city quickly and do events. Um, under different circumstances, uh, with the rates how they were before and starting a new business and being limited on financial funds to do this, it would have been a challenge because uh, it, it takes money. I mean, you had this banner, then you had the T-shirts and the mugs and the business cards and the stickers, you know, all this swag. 
and then paying for the luggage and the weight and traveling yeah. and the hotels and the Uber fees and the <laughs> oh we I know mean, it adds <laughs> up exactly. And, and as of recently, the rental car fees they're through the roof right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all that adds up. So the situation as it was paying. $27 or $30 for each leg to go to different cities to do an event. I mean, it, 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 it was, it was uh, something that it was obtainable. I, yeah. I saw myself that, hey, I can do this. Uh, and, and because I could promote it and stay here in Puerto Rico, but it gets, it's easier and faster if you're able to travel and get and feature what is it that you're doing because this is something that you have to experience. You have to live it, you have to experience it. So in January, I went to Pennsylvania to PA. Shout out to the caravan company people and Beth. Um, and uh, I did the event over there and I went twice actually. So the first time that I went, it was sponsored by Don Q, Don Q Rum. Serrayes, uh, which is our rum here in Puerto Rico, and um, they sponsored it. They gave swags and things to raffle, and the liquor, of course. And I did the cocktails to be paired with the cigars with Protocol cigars with the guys of Protocol High, Juan and Can Juan Cancel and Kevin. Fun group over watching. And then I went back in uh, March uh, for the launch of Protocol's um, J-Train, right? From Johnny Smokes on Cut. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went for the launch of that and I created a signature cocktail to be paired with the J-Train cigar. And twice, not only I made cocktail, cocktails, but I also cooked. Ooh. So if they were not coming for the cigar or the cocktail, they were coming for the food. <laughs> so, you know, but, but it's, those are the things that it takes for you to engage with people so they can identify with you and understand where you're coming from and know your culture and what is that you're doing. And when they see it, they live it, they eat it, they drink it, they smoke it, then, oh, I understand what you're doing now. Oh, this is wonderful. How can I get you on my event or on my cigar shop? And now I'm looking into going to Charlotte uh, for a weekend event and so forth. The other thing that I, I decided to do was let me go to the Cigar Weeks. So I went to the Orlando Cigar Week event. I, um, you know, so now I'm going to the Houston one next week, um, which yep. I'm an ambassador for. And all this exposure, not only you're giving the opportunity to share what you're doing and your platform, you need exposure, but at the same time, you get to network, you get to know people, they get to know you, and, and it just opens so many doors. And it's an opportunity for me to also be an ambassador for Puerto Rico. They asked me too, how is Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria? How are you guys doing? Is it safe to travel over there? Like, yeah, it is safe to travel. A lot of people are traveling to Puerto Rico, <laughs> especially during the pandemic because uh, traveling to Europe was pretty much a no-go, right? It was yeah. ma mainly banned. So 
people that have never traveled to Puerto Rico, they said, you know what? Let's go to Puerto Rico. We've never been over there. And it doesn't require a passport. So all those domestic flights have been coming into Puerto Rico. So um, I didn't think about that. That is how I relate to challenges. That would have been my biggest challenge, but I was able to make it work and overcome it because of the situation. So it's like these window of opportunities that you say, you have to do it. You either you do it or you do it. If you're not, it's just gonna pass by and then you're gonna regret it. I mean, I guess it. No, I'm gonna do it. And everybody's like, "Are you afraid? Are you like you're gonna get COVID?" Well, I got COVID in November and one of my travel because I went to Dallas and I came back sick. But it's part of the process. If you don't take those chances, those opportunities, then you know you just you're missing out. You just have to do it. Either at least that's how I see it. That's how I, I I see things. And sometimes it comes out, it works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't, and that's where you learn from it, and you just keep working on it. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things, I and mean, we know it too. I mean, everything we do, it's it's a it's a daily thing. You know, we we both have you know other jobs we work during the day, and then we come home and we we put all of our free time into this, and you know we, we just traveled to Florida and. That marathon of a trip that just ensued, that <laughs> we did so so many things. Uh, you know, we, we're going to, to PCA. We're going to a bunch of other events around the country um, this year. So, yeah, it is. It's time-consuming. It's, it's difficult. It's one of those things that, you know, you uh, financially have to figure out and, you know, time and, and all that. But it's, it, you're right. It's exposure. It, it gets you out there. You get to see new things it and pays new off. people. Yeah, it, it pays off in the long run. So... Uh, it, it is important, and I, 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 you know, I agree with you. It, it can be one of the, the more challenging, you know, pieces to, you know, what what we all do. Um, I want to hit our new segment really quick. We nope. are. Ge- new, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We already did uh, the sports segment. Um, as we are getting close to the end of the show, um, our new our sports segment brought to you by Nova Cigars. Our great friends over at Nova Platinum Nova make Nova big. If you head over to NovaCigars.com, you can use our discount code of SMKTAB15 to save 15% off of your order at NovaCigar.com. Um, this week, I'm going to keep it pretty light. Normally, the sports segment is heavily dominated by our friend, Mr. Jonathan M. Carney, uh, <laughs> who is not here. He is at a – I normally don't express his private stuff that he's doing, but I figured I'd throw some shit. Now I can't remember what he was actually doing. He was going to. Oh yeah, he is. I think he's at a, a string concert today. Is mm-hmm. what he said. Um, with Allie, or I'm sorry, his lady friend. Uh, her mom is in town, and so they decided to go out and do something fun with her. So he took the night off, and uh, of course I allowed it. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I, d- I didn't have a choice. I was just told. Um, he he runs the show. Um. All kidding aside, uh, so yeah, normally I, I riff back with him uh, with sports. I'm going to kind of keep it a little bit lighter this week. Uh, Bruins start game three of the of the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight uh, in the first round against the Washington Capitals. Um, that'll be an exciting game. Playoff hockey is always a great time. Uh, New England Patriots are, are expected to sign uh, veteran quarterback Brian Hoyer to their roster, which will give them three quarterbacks with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Um, so there's going to be a nice little three-way uh, battle for you know the quarterback you know, lineup of uh, who's going to start, who's going to be the backup, who's going to be the third. So uh, that'll be always interesting. Uh, the NFL schedule was announced last week, and we talked about uh, – actually, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady will 
come to Foxborough in week four in October um, in Brady's first game in Foxborough against the Patriots would be very interesting. And that's probably going to be one of the most highly anticipated games of the season. Uh, Red Sox continue to be the number one team in Major League Baseball, the the team that we, we did not expect to be. I mean, I don't think I expected them to be a horrible team, but I didn't expect them to be as good as they are. I mean, they are right now they are the number one team in Major League Baseball. Um, they're performing very well. I think they have some uh, some small issues that they need to work on, but I think, uh, you know, they're, they're in good hands with Alex Cora, a Puerto Rican native. Um, you know, despite maybe some challenges that he has faced in the last year that we won't talk about um he's i still think he's a great manager um and so far he has shown once again that he can take the reins of the team and and lead them to you know success um celtics uh celtics heading into the playoffs as well uh more news on that to follow i'm sure john will have a whole nba basketball playoffs uh rundown when he makes his return to the show uh, next week so definitely stay tuned for that because uh, if anyone who's watched our show last year <sighs> during NBA playoff, well, actually it was earlier this year because of the, the shortened season, you'll know how, how into it John was getting. So I'm sure they have a lot to say on that. So I'm going to keep the sports segment short right there. Um, Cynthia, thank you for coming on the show with us. It has been an absolute blast. Um, I had another question before you, before we go, and that is what do you, what is your expectation or what are your goals for this year? Um, that you want to accomplish before the year is over? Um, I will, one of that is on my list and I'm hoping to do, to start doing that this summer, hopefully. Um, so I can take a little break of, of the travels until September for Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would love to accomplish getting certified, getting the, uh, cigar sommelier certification. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I actually... and, yeah. No, oh, go that, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it, it's, uh, it's more of a, a something personal for me. The same way when I did the certification, the Bar Smarts certification with Pinardic Art. Um, it, it's just so I can measure what I've learned so far and where I'm at and what I need to what's more, you know, how, where I'm at. Of course, during that, you're going to learn, you have to study and you have to get, take the testing and everything, obviously to pass and get certified. Mm-hmm. But it's more like, um, besides getting the certification, it's more of knowing where I'm at. What more do I need? And you're always learning. You're not going to know everything about cigars ever. There, it's, it's constantly changing. Um, it's getting more demanding, um, uh, more creative, and everything else. But mainly, I want to challenge myself. It's more for a personal purpose than anything else. But at the same time, it, it's nice to see that you have the certification, the same way that I had the bar smarts. Okay, so she knows her thing. And, you know, she went through the process. Not everybody believes in that. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, pros and cons about it. People aren't, you know, uh, but uh, generally speaking, that would be my goal that I would love to accomplish before the end of the year. I think that it's it's a it's an interesting thing you, you, that you bring it up, and it's um, I think it's a good thing for people who who want to learn more. 
and who maybe are not necessarily directly involved in the industry every day and you know who you know you normally wouldn't learn you know like a lot of, a lot of people like you mentioned you know some people don't believe it i think that there's a lot of people who you know work for companies who who've been in the industry for so long that they they never really felt they needed it because you know, their involvement they naturally just picked up and learned on things um, you know, cause it, it was part of their job, but there's a lot of people who are not, who still want to know the things that those people know. And there's, there's a lot to learn and there's nothing wrong with educating yourself, so to speak. And I think it's, it's always a good thing. So, you know, for people who maybe don't have the opportunities for a free education, so to speak, you know, through, you know, just their daily work life, it is good. It's something good that you can use to better yourself. Um, you can learn more about, you know, your passion, what you care about and, um, you know, not only just, you know, like you said, just, you know, for being more educated or just or just saying you have the, the, the certification, but it, it's it's having the knowledge and you can use that to any power. I mean, knowledge is knowledge is power at the end of the day. So having yeah. that knowledge, you know, you can use it for so many different things and, you know, even just to better yourself, you know. Um, so I, I feel, you know, yeah, if, if that's something you want to do, I think that's great. Um, and that's that's really, you know, and, and props to you for doing that. That's. I know a couple of people who have done it, and it's it, it's a it's a little bit of work, and, and it's uh, it's you know, like you say, you have to pass the test, but it's it's good. It's nice to have. It really is. Uh, I know there's different levels. You can get it, you know, from. Um, I I assume you're talking about the t the tobacconist university one. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I know that there's like a retailer's level. There's, I want to say, if you're like, from what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's three different levels. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's different levels. So like the, it, depending on, you know, what your primary objective is. So it, it has options for multiple people. And I, I think that's great. Um, so no, I mean, props to you. I, I, I've enjoyed, you know, watching, you know, your journey so far and all the things you've done and, and checking out the stuff you're working on and the places you've gone and the people you've gotten to meet. And there, there's just, there's so much, so much fun stuff that you have going on. Um, and it's really, it's really nice to see. And like I said, you wear many hats, you know, you're, you're all over the place doing so many different things and that's great. You're definitely keeping yourself busy, which I think is fantastic. Um, and I'm excited to see where, you know, where you go, um, from here. And I'm, I'm definitely gonna, you know, I'll be watching from afar, um, uh, as well as Nicole. <laughs> and, uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on with us. We've had a great time, you know, getting to know you better and, and checking out some of the things that, you know, are your passions that you love. Um, Nicole, uh, do you have any more questions for Cynthia before we let go? Uh, no, but for our viewers, uh, Cynthia, will you remind them what your hashtags are on Instagram so that people can follow you? I don't know. She was what, having what? trouble hearing me. Uh, yeah. Hashtags. Like what her Instagram handle is. Oh, yes. If um, She was saying if you wanted to let anyone know about any of your Instagram hashtags or your handle, where they can find you. Uh -huh. uh, just a little self-promotion if you want to let people know where they can find you. Sure. Um, on Instagram, it's Mujeres, which is M-U-J-E-R-E-S dot Y dot Humos, which is H-U-M-O-S. So that's at Mujeres y Humos on Instagram and on Facebook is Mujeres y Humos without the dots. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I'm also on hostess underscore with the mostest. Yeah. So that's point for cocktails and spirits. Those, yeah. those those are accounts you definitely need to follow. I, I'm a follower of hers and she's she's got some really fun stuff that she's got posted on there. Um, Cynthia, thank you very much for coming on with us. Uh, we're going to end the show there. This has been a great time. 
Uh, we've had yeah. a lot of fun. We uh, hope to see you again soon. And for everyone watching and listening at home, thank you for following along with us, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Cheers.